Welcome to another episode of Inside Lyme with Dr. Daniel Cameron. Tonight, Dr. Cameron will be discussing three deaths associated with Lyme carditis. All three cases tested positive for Lyme disease. The cases appeared in Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report published by the CDC. Good evening, Dr. Cameron. Good evening, Darlene. Can you tell us a little bit about why the CDC um, publishes this report? Well, the CDC is is responsible for public health. They have this Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report, which gives some timely, important public health information that goes to doctors. It's also available on, on the net, and so anyone can read it. I always follow this Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report, and so these cases we're gonna to discuss today uh, came out from the CDC's work. And before we delve into some of these cases, can you first explain what Lyme carditis is and how often it occurs? Well, there's quite a few different definitions of Lyme carditis. The CDC first focused electrical block of the heart called heart block. So they had electrical blocks um, called primary, secondary, and, and complete heart block. And it's used and identified in early Lyme disease. It's often a very treatable problem. It's one of the accepted definitions of Lyme carditis. But over the years, they have found quite a few other types of Lyme carditis beyond the electrical issues. This case, we're dealing with death related to um, Lyme carditis. There's other uh, cases where there might be some troubles with the heart muscle itself. There's other kinds of uh, issues that they're just beginning to discover. Does it occur fairly frequently, or is this a rare rare complication of Lyme disease? Well, at first they thought that was going to be a really common problem, so it's fairly infrequent, uh, the heart block. And so that perhaps 2 or 3% of patients might be, have a heart block. Often the heart block is seen in an emergency room setting because they're coming in with some electrical problem, some kind of symptom, they're lightheaded, they might have a complete heart block. If they have complete heart block, their heart rates can drop down into the 30 or, or less and uh, they're gonna have quite a few symptoms. The actual number of other types of Lyme carditis is not clear because there's not any great test, there's not any great way to know if the heart problem is actually from Lyme. For example, they're starting to get a couple cases of atrial fibrillation, which is an extremely common cardiac problem. And once in a while, you'll get a, a case report that's published where they actually have Lyme disease. And, but because we don't do biopsies of the heart, typically, we don't really know how many of common heart problems are related to Lyme disease. The first patient in this article we know very little about, but it involved a Massachusetts resident who was found unresponsive in an automobile. There was no cardiac activity when responders got to the scene, but family members had indicated that the patient had complained about malaise and muscle and joint pain during the two weeks preceding the death. He also lived alone with a dog that was reported to have ticks frequently. Can you tell us how often are autopsies performed on patients with sudden death? Nowadays, uh, there are very few people that end up with autopsies. In this case, the man was going to have uh, 
or be available for uh, transplant. And so even though they sell them a uh, autopsy, in this case, in order to donate the organs, the doctors that were working with the CDC actually looked at the tissue of the heart and were able to find spirochetes in the heart and concluded that it was Lyme carditis. Now, sudden death, even if somebody has an autopsy, it's not clear that there are any great tests for for Lyme carditis. Uh, you have to be really uh, familiar with how to stain for it, how to look for it. And so I'm always concerned that even if there's an autopsy, they may not be looking for Lyme disease. You may have a death from Lyme disease, but never be able to confirm it. Mm-hmm. I can also mention in this case, the symptoms aren't always that clear that led up to it. You know, there may have actually been quite a few symptoms that this gentleman had other than the complaints of tiredness and muscle and joint pain. But because he passed away uh, an unresponsive and veered off the road, we can't get the full history. And the morbidity mortality weekly report did not give any extra history that might have um, let us understood uh, the sequence of events that led to his death. Now, it it did mention that the man uh, had a dog, though. So what's the significance of that? Lots of times uh, people focus on taking a hike or a walk or they're on some some event uh, where they're out on the grass. But a dog uh, every day has the potential of being in the grass, picking up a tick, and it's pretty common for someone in my practice to have a a dog, uh, they're exposed to uh, the ticks that come off the dog or they sleep with the dog. And so uh, it increases the chance that this man uh, might have had a tick because of the pet. Now, let's talk a little bit about the second patient. The, the second patient mentioned in the report had a history of Wolf-Parkinson-White syndrome. Uh, he experienced chest pain and collapsed at home. He could not be revived by CPR. He, was, he too was diagnosed uh, with Lyme disease post-mortem. Why is uh, the Wolf-Parkinson-White syndrome important in this case? Well, Wolf-Parkinson-White is an uncommon, but it's also an electrical disturbance. And now we have Lyme disease also causes an electrical problem. So with two different uh, problems uh, related to electrical system, we're not completely sure uh, how they're related. In this case, we won't know um, what was the determining factor. There is a some uh, literature on Wolf, Parkinson, White, but it's old and and not something that we really uh, understand as well. Now, this man had chest pain and collapsed at home. At least we know a little bit of information about uh, about uh, his case. We really um, only know about this case because he was. Again, uh, preparing a organ transplant. During the organ transplant, they happened to look at the heart and uh, on biopsy were able to find that there was Lyme carditis. In other words, there were spirochetes in the tissue of the heart. So both of these patients so far were organ transplant. In fact, all three were. Just that they were very clear that it was Lyme carditis because they uh, were preparing for organ transplant and they just happened to be working with the CDC where someone must have been familiar with 
the right time, right type of staining and right right kind of um, immunopathologies to confirm that they had Lyme carditis. Okay. Now, the, the last individual mentioned in this report, the third individual, had complained of episodic shortness of breath and anxiety during the seven to 10 days prior to uh, his death. He was prescribed anti-anxiety medication actually just the, the day prior to his death, but no EKG was performed. Could the third patient still be alive if he had had an EKG seven to 10 days prior to his death when he was actually experiencing symptoms? Well, that's uh, part of the frustrations of the doctors and their patients is can we predict who is going to have a cardiac problem, who's going to have Lyme carditis? Because, you know, shortness of breath and anxiety are extremely common in practice. It's difficult to know um, who should get an EKG. Now, when they're in an ER and they've had the problem for seven to 10 days, they're often going to do an EKG. But at home, you know, lots of people sit on this uh, shortness of breath and anxiety. They'll take some anti-anxiety medicine. They'll give it some time. And we don't always have an EKG available. Now, in my practice, I, I find that I see patients who actually have been sick for some time. Most of the time, uh, I don't get to see them within seven to 10 days. And these kind of rhythm problems tend to be very early in the illness and uh, not after they had an appointment and seeing the doctor later on. I've had an endless amount of patients who have cardiac symptoms and I include a cardiologist in the assessment. The cardiologist uh, often does an echo, a stress test and an EKG and they're not finding uh, problems. So it's an endless amount of uh, work, uh, but nothing. But I think most of the problems, if they're going to occur, are very early in the illness. And uh, I should mention that uh, in hindsight, you know, it's very important to be aware of all the presentations of Lyme disease. So even if you're looking for anxiety as a problem, I find it fruitful to at least uh, think of Lyme disease. In this case, the gentleman uh, might have got a diagnosis of Lyme disease much earlier and may have been uh, treated with an antibiotic uh, successfully if the diagnosis had been made. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other recommendations to patients who currently have Lyme who are having heart complications or heart problems from it? Well, I find that if there's uh, a problem uh, acutely, it's, it's probably better to go to an ER or an urgent care center to uh, start the assessment because this type of heart block that's so common is easy to pick up with an EKG. So besides um, an assessment where they look for anxiety or look for a syncope, which syncope means you're lightheaded and, and nearly fainting, or if you have chest pain, it's still a, important to at least consider heart problems when you're working with a patient. It's also, also important to have uh, the family members uh, encourage an evaluation, which includes an evaluation for Lyme disease. Well, thank you very much for talking to us this evening about this very important topic. Thank you uh, for uh, reviewing this uh, this blog, because I think it's great that uh, the CDC uh, 
made available this autopsy series. Uh, people are preparing for a heart transplant because it's a rare inside look as to one of the complications, very important complications of Lyme disease. And so thank you for, for this discussion.